welcome to SEC Football Live here on a Tuesday on that SEC podcast YouTube page, 440 Sports as well. That's Aaron Dugan. My name is Braden Gall. And now, from now on, forever known on the show, Panic Button joining us, Mr. Michael Bratton on the program. Michael, how are you, sir? Are you panicked at all today or have you less panicked from this weekend? Uh, Yeah, thankfully I live on the first floor. Otherwise, I would have jumped off long ago, but... <laughs> Nobody cares about what happens. This is just preseason. I don't watch NFL, but I don't think people cite preseason games, do they? They they care about the regular. Regular season starts this week in the SEC. Oh, okay, so Texas and, and Florida State were just regular season. We're just preseason Pre- games. Pre- those it. are preseason. Uh, again, Aaron, we're going to call him Panic Button from now on. For the rest of the season, he's just Panic Button. Um, so make sure you check out all the other great shows across both platforms because Steven Lassen, of course, uh, my co-host on a cover two podcast is on with Michael every single Tuesday right here on that SEC podcast. Great episode previewing the entire week of action from Apple and sports. Of course, you can catch us, uh, all the other shows across the 440 sports network talking SEC and, uh, NFL football and a bunch of other stuff, but you guys are here for SEC football. And I, I just, Aaron, I got to start. We're going to talk Tennessee and Florida. We're going to talk about LSU, Mississippi state. We're going to talk about the Bama dynasty being dead. And, and if you guys want to join into the comments, please, by all means, jump in. I, I got to start, though, with like what a, what feels like a therapy session for Michael. You, you have been so panicked and so terrified. There is a 0% chance that the SEC is not the best conference. Alabama, LSU can still absolutely win the West. Technically so can Texas A&M. They're still going to have the most players drafted in the NFL. They still might have the team that wins the national championship. They're still top to bottom, the best conference by a country mile. And I can't believe I'm the homer telling Michael to settle down because this, this panic that I'm seeing all over that SEC pocket, I just can't, I can't deal with it. I can't deal. What sport are you talking about? Cause we're not talking football. I've, I've just seen one embarrassment after another all season long. Okay. I would Aaron. let y'all do. I'm letting y'all duke it out for a second. Cause this is entertaining. Because, 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 because two teams that aren't picked to go to the playoff and win the SEC championship lose to two teams that might be. Texas is the Big Twelve overwhelming favorite to win the Big Twelve championship, and they're going to be in the SEC next year. Florida State is the overwhelming favorite to win the ACC, and they beat a team that many people weren't even picking to win the division. Florida beating losing to Utah is nothing to panic about. It That's means not that nothing. is not panic worthy. Right. Like there's nothing here that the AM loss was bad, was ugly on defense. And if I'm an AM fan, maybe there's like a little bit of panic. But uh, but at the end of the season, the SEC will be the best conference. It's not even fucking close. It's not even close. And I can't believe I'm the one who has to play this role today on the show. Y'all sound like Jimbo Fisher's agent. Everything's good. Not not a high standard. It's okay to lose all these games. No, it's not. It's not what I said. <laughs> are you, are, Michael? Are you hopeful for some sense of redemption this week, or there's just not enough opportunities to get your hope back? I mean, I'm grateful there's not as many non-conference games, so we, they can't all lose. You know what I mean? He's Somebody's got to win. He's scared of the ACC, the big I bad ACC. I honestly knew oh. that's what you were gonna say. Oh, I'm scared of the Pac-12. Ooh, these teams have never won a damn thing in the national championship race. <laughs> Stop fucking around, dude. Stop it. It's Panic depressing. Button. It's pathetic. Mr. Panic Button over there. Aaron, come on. Bring some sense to this man. I, I don't know. It seems like I might not be able to. I mean, uh, which <laughs> I mean, one? I mean, look I at mean, the mustache. Do you think you can bring some sense to this guy? Come I on. don't know. I mean, it, I don't know if that's a bad sign. It's not November yet, Mike. 
It's the stash it's of shame not, over here. I don't think I'm shaving until Texas loses. It's which not may even never, never October. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh, okay. my God. Well. <laughs> you LA Mom 2020. I, I, you, you might need a new handle, but you're welcome. Okay. Mom 2020. I appreciate um, All right. Uh, where are we starting here? I, you, just we rip the Band-Aid off with Texas? Yes, absolutely. It Like... <laughs> Michael has been spending all summer, to your credit, talking about Alabama. And it's, again, Texas is a different f- program today than they have been since 2000 and maybe nine. This mm-hmm. is the best I've seen Texas look from a holistic line of scrimmage. There's no entitlement, which was what our anonymous scouting report said to us this summer, was they have coached out the entitlement from Texas, which is the thing that has mattered at that program and ruined that program. It's like the... Yep. It's the boosters that are getting in there and meddling around, and that's been eliminated. And we saw that on Saturday night against Bama. We can talk about Bama's concerns, but they are still the favorite to win the West. We can talk about LSU's concerns, but they are still the front runner to challenge Alabama to win the West. I think Texas answered one major question. Okay. And that is, are they ready for the SEC? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. We learned that on Saturday night. The answer is absolutely yes. I mean, there is like a difference between this game and I mean, I'm not down downplaying the strength of the conference, but I mean, obviously there's a huge jump between everybody else in the sec, despite, despite Mike's feelings at the moment, but <laughs> the, this is, can they do that in a, like for an entire season on an sec schedule? I mean, I don't know that we know that for sure, but beating Alabama is a hell of a start. I mean, not a lot of teams, even in the sec recently can claim that um, more Did so you- than, Go ahead. Do you guys, you guys want the numbers? Uh, first time ever Nick Saban's ever lost at home by double digits. Yep. Uh, first time since 2019 they lost at home at all, which the other team yep. needed a Joe Burrow, a Jamar Chase, and a jo- Justin Jefferson to do that, and that was only like a four-point game. It's the first time since 03 Alabama has lost at home by double digits regardless of the coach. It's a very rare situation. I'm not denying that, and there's plenty of valuable questions about Alabama's ability to to win the West. I don't have any problem with those questions being asked. Is but the to suggest question- that the ACC is somehow better or that the Big 12 is somehow better than the SEC seems a bit panicky to me. That's all. I feel like there's two questions going on at the same time. It is, did we overestimate Alabama's strength, and did we also underestimate what Texas can do? I would say I'm guilty of both. Like, I don't think, oh, my God, I thought Alabama was this and they're not at all. Like, I think I slightly overestimated where they were and slightly underestimated Texas. And that's that's where we netted out. I don't think it's all one or the other, but I don't know how y'all feel. Well, I think the only thing I got right this year is the decaying dynasty. It's it's dead. I mean, we can't even call it a dynasty anymore. Can we? It's pathetic. I Look at on Saturday. <laughs> Texas making these plays and Alabama making all these mistakes. And you used to seeing Nick Saban go nuclear. He was stone-faced. And I think that tells you this is what he saw in his team already. I mean, it was not a surprise to him. It's why he tried to add every quarterback in the transfer portal. It's why he tried to get people that were not even in the portal to jump in the portal to come play for him. And I don't even think Jalen Milrow is the problem. I think the problem is the offensive line. Because that they were supposed to be yeah. otherworldly, and they got dominated by Texas. So, uh, you say Alabama's the favorite? That might be the case, but only because LSU and A and M have shit the bed. Well, and again, I, I think I picked Alabama to win the West and go ten and two this year. That's absolutely still there. They, none of these teams have lost a single game in the conference. 
So they are all still 0-0 when it comes to the SEC West race. LSU still has to go on the road and beat Alabama, which if you look at how Texas, you know, attacked Alabama, maybe that's more likely now because maybe Alabama can't attack LSU down the field. I say that, and to your point about Jalen Milrow, like he still made an extraordinary throw late in the game to take the lead, unlike to, to Jermaine Burton in the backfield. By the way, Jermaine Burton that Michael decided to destroy last weekend on the show scored, I believe, in seven straight games. I like I think Alabama, this is what I want to ask you guys, and I think this is really truly the actually actual takeaway from, from this game. Okay. We used to be in college football when you had the greatest quarterback in the history of your program who won a Heisman Trophy, got your team to the national championship. You had another number two overall or number three overall pick. Like when you have to start a true freshman five-star at safety and a star true freshman at left tackle, we that used to be a normal thing that happened to powerhouse programs. And then you take like a slight step back for one year. You'd be pretty good, not elite. And then you'd bounce back and be pretty damn good the following year. That was a normal thing that happened in college football. And it's almost as if that's not acceptable anymore in college football. And, and I don't know if that's the portal, if that's Georgia, I I'd like to know what you guys think. Cause I saw Jalen Milrow miss a couple throws, but he also is pretty good in his second real start as, as the guy. And Texas is the overwhelming favorite to win the Big 12 and could be like a 12 and 0 playoff team this year. So I, I just I'm trying to make sense of the fact that the, the, the dynasty's over there. By the way, there's still 10 more games to go this year for Alabama. Don't know if you, you guys know that, but l- like this used to be a normal thing that would happen to teams when they lose yeah. those players. So I don't know. Like, look at Ohio State. They're struggling. I mean, yeah. like, like. It, I don't know. I just feel like this is allowable to some degree, but also the game has changed on the other hand as well. I mean, it's like the, it's, it is the hard, that's the hardest part about being Alabama is, and Saban's talked about this a lot, is um, that you have, if you're not perfect, you underachieved. So, I mean, I know what you're saying, Braden, especially with them. It's like, it's normally allowable for most teams. I would say it's slightly less allowable quote unquote for Alabama. Um, and it, it feels like even more so now it's not being any sort of rebuilding at all, even if it's just getting your footing for the first two, three games of the season, is um everyone takes as a sign of decay the decaying dynasty that you're saying. I don't know. Well, last I checked, they had the number one overall pick, the number three overall pick, and they didn't even win their damn division. And then we turn around here and say, we're locked in. I don't know. It's just a joke. I mean, they, they should have lost four games last year, and they're they're all, they're on pace to do that again. I think this year with with what they showed on Saturday. Now maybe Texas is elite, but I don't know. LSU, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Texas A and M, hell, maybe even Auburn. I th- I think all these teams are going to give them a game, and they're going to lose three or four games. I, I mean, I'm glad that you just said Texas. Terrible. I'm glad you said Texas might be elite because it's. I do think it's it's a really hard balance, especially with the SEC show. It's like we go to everything being the you know the win or the loss of the team, but I think we do need to give Texas credit yeah. um, because they did stuff that we're not used to Texas doing. Like Texas loves to crumble, at least lately. Like just give it up at the very very end, and they held onto the ball for like over seven minutes at the very end of the game. Um, and I I do think that I mean we saw Sarkeesian like when to when to Nick Saban's assistance like. Oftentimes, just that mental block gets in their way and they can't pull it off. Um, Sark did that, 
And I mean, it seemed like the guys kind of followed suit because, you know, they could have given it up and the end of the game, they held it all together. I I think that is the entitlement and the coaching that is happening at Texas that is worth giving credit to. Now, if they go and lose, this came with, this came on a platter. It's like, you got to prove yourself. Yeah. And if they go lose three games, then they're the, they're the same old internet meme of like, Texas is back, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's, that could happen. And Alabama could lose four games, just like you said, Mike. And by the way, I will say the stash is solid. Like I don't, I, I, if I had a mustache like that, I would wear it too. So I'm not, I'm not knocking the stash. Uh, I think you, you say, and a lot of people say this, well, Bama was a couple plays away from losing four games. They were also two plays away from being 12 and 0. And so the truth of the matter is they weren't 12 and 0. And the truth of the matter is they weren't eight and four. They were 10 and two. They were right where they belonged. And they could be right there again this year. Wait, the 10 is, and two, right where they belong? Preseason favorite to win the SEC? No, ba- no, based win the national on, championship. The best no. quarterback in the country. No. The best defensive player in the country. The greatest coach of all time. 10 and two. That's where they're supposed to be. No, no. I mean, what were they what, after the fact, looking at them saying, what were they? You just said, oh, they should have lost four games last year. I can say they were two plays away from 12 and 0. So what were they really? Well, what were they? They were 10 and two last year. Is that up to the preseason expectations? No, to your point, it was not. And so if they do it again this year and they're 10 and two again, just like we said all summer long, then we get to ask questions. Then we get to say, what's what's going on here? Is Saban working the portal correctly? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? I, I just the, the Patriots won, had the greatest dynasty in the history of the NFL. They didn't win a Super Bowl for 10 years. So I just think like to suggest that Saban should be perfect for 17 seasons. I don't know what that means yet. I don't know what one loss to one really good team means. This is why AM fans should be concerned because losing to Florida State in Orlando, I think it's Florida State team that's going to win the national championship probably and play in the national championship. I don't think there's a ton of shame in that. I don't think there's a ton of shame in losing to this Texas team. I don't like how it happened. It's but not I don't losing. think it's a lot of shame. Getting your ass kicked at home in a game they dominated from start to finish. They dominated on the line of scrimmage. They've got three quarterbacks better than one on your roster. I, I don't know Th- about that. This is the this is a prop. This is a major problem. They they were a touchdown favorite. They got their asses kicked. This this is this is not going to be the best team they face this year. They are not. Uh, Alabama was not the better team, and I think that's a, that's a thing that you normally cannot say about Alabama. All of which leads us to the whole rest of the season. We just you, you got to see how it plays. LSU last year fire Brian Kelly. Oh, they got destroyed by Tennessee early. Guess what? They went on to win the division. They got better. So I just don't I don't think the panic button is needed yet for Alabama because they've played zero SEC games and every single game is in front of them. And when they beat the fucking piss out of Ole Miss in two weeks, we can have a different conversation. So and if they lose and Ole Miss wins, then we'll have a real conversation about the end of Alabama. But I, I, don't, I this is why A&M is the real story to me in in this week. Because that was the that was the unacceptable performance to me, was was going to Miami and giving up a fifty burger to an offense and an offensive coordinator and a quarterback that looked like they were broken most of last year. That that is a major concern for me. Yeah, that game was especially at the beginning. Like Texas was not able to protect the ball at all, and they they were capitalizing on you know mistakes being made, but they were making plenty of their own. So it's like you know. Again, like you said, Braden, giving up 50, like almost 50 points. What was it? 48, 48, 48 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
So like it's, yeah, it's encouraging that you can capitalize on other teams' mistakes. And I think you have to do that. Like those difference makers, we talk about it all the time. Like what a difference turnovers make, like looking at teams' turnover margin and 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 how that affected their win-loss is there's almost always a very direct <laughs> correlation. But um, that's funny. Michael's very distracting with the comments. <laughs> I know, I know. I like I look up and sometimes I'm like, are they sm- are they smiling at me? But um, they're not. Um, Jackson Dart I, was great. Jackson Dart was great in the fourth quarter, by the way. Ole was. Miss was not great for most of that game, but Jackson Dart was great in the fourth quarter. So yeah. Conti- anyway, continue with know. your very eloquent point. Here. Just crit- critical turnovers and fumbles. I mean, yeah, you capitalize on teams' mistakes. That's great. That can win you games if you're clean. But their game's not clean. They're making big time mistakes. Um all over the board and then not playing. I mean, they, they are going to have to play the ball deeper football to win games too. The, the offense was solid. Connor Wigman was solid. Bobby Petrino. That was not the issue. 8.35 yards per play allowed. It's the most by an A&M team since they, they lost to Bama. That's too many. Uh, in 2020, when they gave up over nine yards of play, that was the Bama team that went was perfect with Mac Jones in, in the pandemic year. Um, that That's as bad a performance as we've seen from Texas A&M's defense in quite some time. And so that that is that to me like South Carolina who is going to fall to 1 and 2 this weekend, like Florida, like there are there are teams that I'm worried about. I, I'm LSU and Alabama, I'm not there yet. And it's okay, that's my opinion, man. Do you think with some corrections it could, like Texas A&M could be on a totally different trajectory or do you think there's too many things going on for them to fix it quickly? <sighs> Mike, I'll let you take this one cuz since you were waving the 12th man flag for all, all summer long, I think they should have fired Jimbo's ass long ago. What the hell are they That's, doing? They would let. <laughs> please, please button. donate $70, 70 million dollars to Texas A&M. Oh, they University. got it. Just, just go through his call logs and see if they can pull out a Mel Tucker. He'll be gone. <laughs> I would by the kill. Oh my god, to- <laughs> dude! Jesus Christ! Seventy million dollars to not do your job. <laughs> he's he's single though. Jimbo's single, so it's okay. Um, what's interesting is there there is more oil money talk in Texas this last week than than I've heard before in the past. Um, after, Texas after being good it just helps the cause. Yeah, they'll, that, they'll that, find that, that money. I agree with that. If Texas ends up winning the Big Twelve, playing in the playoff, and A and M goes eight and four, uh, you know we we'll we'll see. Especially if Bama if if Bama being down. And they still go into College Station and win in a couple of weeks. That that'll be a, a much different conversation. We'll get to Texas, Tennessee, and Florida, which is by far the biggest game. Uh, I know Mizzou fans already making comments and giving me a hard time. We got Florida and and Tennessee centers are both looks like they're both going to play this weekend supposedly. So I, I don't the Jimbo Fisher thing. He's still it would still be the largest buyout in college football history. I think by like two or three times to I, not do your job. Uh, yeah, Seventy. 60. 60 million is a lot. I mean, I think the largest buyout ever in the history of college football is like 24 million. Yeah, it's in the 20s. So, the over double. We sh- we shall we shall see. Um Okay, all right. Texas pretty good. Bama questions. I think those are the two big questions we had this summer and I think we got answers on Saturday and we're going to find out more about all of them. So, um all right. Uh, I want to I want to go Tennessee before we get to LSU. I want to go you have you guys didn't have anything else to add about A&M? I mean, they're going to they're going to play UL Monroe and Terry Bowden this weekend and dominate, but uh, 36 points. I just favorites. think it's sad that the offense was the issue, and now they've got that corrected, and they still suck. Because I, Connor Wigman, people give me grief over all the hype. He's he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. And if he could continue to play that way, they'll be competitive. But their secondary was, was a joke. They couldn't run the ball. 
Get let's get Mike Elko back in College Station. Can we get that going? That dude is legit, man. Um, that dude's absolutely legit. Um, and I think that's piece. a. Okay. I think we mentioned it yesterday or last week on the show. I said we we talk about Kellen Mond and the offensive line in 2020, but there's a guy who's calling plays on defense in 2020. They got A and M to number five in the nation. We we shall see. I I I have more concerns about A and M than almost the other the other teams in the West. That's for sure. Um, Ole Miss, of course, against Tulane. Tulane didn't have a starting quarterback. Uh, offensive line still a question, but Jackson Dart makes plays in the fourth quarter on fourth down when he needs to. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else to to add about the Ole Miss game because that was another big one we talked about on the road last week. Uh, we'll get to them. They they're going to host Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's probably better than people think, but I, I was surprised by that number twenty point spread. For, for Ole Miss, that's sort of a prove it moment for me. Like you got Bama coming up in two weeks at, at, on the road, go handle your business against Georgia Tech at home. Yeah, you can't, I, you can't run ahead, the ball man. against Tulane. I'm concerned with, yeah, yeah, especially with Junkins there. I mean, it's not his fault. I think it's the offensive line, but that's that's a huge, huge red flag. The fact that they needed Jackson Dart to to make those heroics and hey, it was an ugly day for the SEC. That was their best win, so I, I guess that's something to, to give them praise for, but I'm stunned at how many Ole Miss fans are pumping their chest over I, – I thought they might lose that game. They they probably should have, I guess, a, a backup quarterback. Yeah, it's a very good Tulane team, but uh, you're um, right. I just love to give kickers love when they deserve it because they get all the all the, <laughs> the glory and the hate. Um, 56-yard field goal, but Caden Davis is – is not bad, and sometimes I feel like as the more the season goes on, more oftentimes, and, and we get deep into SEC play, the more oftentimes things come down to a field goal. So I would love to see. We'll we'll see how that plays out, but that's that's a good sign because you can you can we know you live and die on the kicker sometimes. So got to give them a shout out when they deserve it. Um, hey, can you pull up uh, RC Cyril's here comment from like twelve twenty, Michael? I want to see if 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 he's talking about uh, me. Uh, I'd like everyone to read that. Braden just looks at Vegas odds. He's a Vols fan, and he has a zero football IQ. Probably wasn't good enough to play in Park League. There you go. I don't <laughs> who know who this. I don't know who, you? I don't know who this Brandon guy is. He's talking about. <laughs> oh, Brandon. <laughs> who is Brandon. this Brandon guy? He's talking about zero <clears throat> football. The zero football IQ. That one hurts. You know, like that one. That one hurts my feelings. You um, can't. You can't give it. You can't. You're giving attention to negative attention. Yeah, I'll do that. Sure, sure. Why not? Who cares? Uh, Liquid Flames. I seriously have no idea if Florida or Tennessee is going to win. We're going to get into that here momentarily. So, anything else from last week? Vanderbilt goes on the road and, and loses. That's a critical. They've got to beat UNLV. Um, everybody. There's a lot of teams that kind of played with their food a little bit last week. Kentucky, Arkansas, South Carolina was trailing there. Tennessee didn't look exactly elite. So, Mike, I know what you're saying. It wasn't a banner week, but you know the teams that. The only one that truly is concerning to me is the te is the Texas A&M one. The other ones are like, all right, I'm underlining it a little bit, but like if you go and handle your business when when conference play starts, these games won't won't matter. I it mean, awful. I mean, I'm not like proud of nice what analysis. happened. Like maybe I should maybe we should take a second to say like I'm not overly concerned that this is going to be the trajectory for the whole year, but I don't want to watch what happened this past weekend again. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> no, and I, like so, this is exactly a perfect point here about Tennessee. Like they clearly were looking ahead to Florida. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like that. They are if they play like that, they're going to lose six games this year, and nobody thinks they're going to play like that the rest of the year, right? 
Like if they if they play like that against Florida, Florida beats them pretty easily this weekend. I, I don't think that's how they're going to play. Milton. I mean, it looked like the Joe Milton you're always talking about. Yeah, I think that's. I think Joe Milton is a productive but inefficient and flawed quarterback. But I think he's good enough to go beat Florida. They they were. You don't think they were clearly looking ahead? No, I think they had to be. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> they look they look bad i'll just My, what can we do michael to pull you out of this funk you, like it, this is co- this is so the season sad. this is the season baby this is what we live for this is there's only 14 of these michael all of your feelings are valid my therapist tells me that all the time <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready for 2024 when the sec is gonna be good again when texas comes in to save us <laughs> you t- wait wait someone has a different opinion than me so i have zero iq I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand any of you commenters. I don't understand any of you guys. Opinion? You're not allowed to have different opinions than me. It's making Michael laugh. All of laugh. my opinions yeah. are right. It's making Michael laugh. The only thing that's getting him out of his funk <laughs> is people being horrible to Braden. Yeah, that, that, keep hey, it going, please. That's, 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 that's the tradition. That's Welcome to the show, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what Aaron and I Nothing have been doing for new. three years. <laughs> and by three, you mean since 2015. Yeah, exactly. It's my two daughters are the same way. Like it, it's this is this is par for the course. This is very mm-hmm. easy to do. Um, all right, Tennessee, Florida. Let's get into this a little bit. We we right. all know we, we all know the numbers. Oh three. I was in college there, and um both centers look like they're gonna play, which are, are both really critical pieces for both offensive lines. Um, I think Tennessee has a, an advantage at a, almost every position, with the exception of maybe some skill guys for Florida. Uh, Florida's defense is a concern for me. Uh, to me, this is about mental. This is all about the mental side of things. If if Josh Heupel has them focused, prepared, they execute their offense, Joe Milton's under control, they handle the environment, and they run the football. Florida's defense is not particularly great at stopping the run. They weren't last year. I don't think they're this year. If they run the football the way they want to, and and we all know Florida and Tennessee, it's about running the ball. This is a this is show us that things have changed in Knoxville game. That's that's what this is all about for me. And I honestly have no clue who's going to win the game. I was surprised at the number at seven. To be honest with you, I thought it'd be closer than that. Uh, but certainly Vegas is expecting Tennessee to be the, the clear better football team here. Would it? Would I mean I know that obviously them playing in Knoxville would make a difference, but would it change your opinion? Yeah, I mean they. I felt comfortable about the picking them to win last year. I think because it's in Florida, like if it was in Knoxville, I would say I feel comfortable like picking Tennessee outright, but it being in Gainesville is making this matchup feel more even to me. Like for obvious reasons. Wait, is Jordan Travis, is is that the guy from Florida state? Yeah. Yeah. This guy, the guy, this guy calling you a dumbass saying he sucks too. <laughs> Isn't he like a Heisman front runner he, right now? He's, yeah, he's pretty much pretty much. Okay, well at least you're also, in good also, company, Braden. Yeah, exactly. Hang on. By the uh, transitive property, you're basically a Heisman contender. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. I'd like to know, by the way, at a barbecue, what is wrong with putting your plate face down? I would like to know what's the problem what do you mean? with that. That's in the comment. Braden looks like the kind of guy who puts his cookout plate in the trash facing down. I never thought about that. But strategically, isn't it better to it. put I it face it. down? No. Nope. I don't that, even understand that how right that's there. an insult, but <laughs> Ex- I'm willing to insult you in other ways. I just don't understand this. Aaron one. is from Memphis. I'm from Tennessee and Texas. Mike, you've been here. What we've been, we've been to cookouts our whole lives. What do you want? Flies flying around the trash can? You want food flying around? You want kids picking at it? Like you want the? the what, what I actually we, am. I am curious what the 
benefit of putting it face up. Brain listens to recordings of himself on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's really good. That's Keep coming. This, this is the highlight <laughs> of my day so far. From strawberry. Uh, well, Mike's coming back I mean, to when, life. When, when you're that wrong oh, about you eat football, your Mike, food. you need something, you know? You're trying to hide that you didn't eat your food? <laughs> no. Okay. like Who doesn't eat food at a cookout? Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Always face down. Thank you, Jimbo Pat. Always face down. Uh-oh. Jimbo Pat. Always Jimbo, it's wrong. Always, always uh, face. <laughs> that's, that's so, good, did you ask point. me a question? I can't even remember. Uh, Tennessee, Florida. <laughs> I mean, that's I the just question. So Go. so foolish of old Milton to say he doesn't lose in Florida. I mean, that's going to get played a thousand times. Billy Napier's back against the wall. The Florida season on the line. Ian Gainesville, they're going to be hyped up for this game. It's going to be hot as hell. Night game. If Tennessee can hit some some passes, though, they'll, they'll win. That's, I mean, I hate to be so simplistic, but Tennessee's defense is right where I told you guys. They're good. They're is the best defense Heupel's had. I think they'll be able to handle Mertz, but if they can hit some shots, they're they'll blow their doors off. But I don't I don't have confidence in them to do it. I mean, I I, I don't. This is this is a hard game to predict, uh, any time in a year, um, except not really. <laughs> um, but this, one, I, this, one, this one's tough, dude. It, this is a really tough one. I mean, really I, I I would say that nice. Tennessee. I mean, I I thought Tennessee looked great on special teams. I think that's a good thing to add to like resume going in against Florida. I mean, just seeing like just cleaning up any part of the game that had any sort of deficiencies. I mean, I. This is this is a you would be lying if you said if anyone said they know for a fact no question they know it's going to happen they're lying and and I feel like that too. I, I, this is this is the exact right take right here. This is the exact right take. Tennessee, Tennessee will win, but it will be a dog fight. Yep. And 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 don't gamble on it. I think that's the exact. Do not gamble exact, on this game. I think that's the exact right. I don't give a shit what Joe Milton says. If you if you you are not going to lose to the Florida Gators because you had something to say to the press. People don't even own bulletin boards anymore. Everybody looks at cell phones. Every kid has a cell phone. They look at every single thing on every single social platform. They know that Vegas is a seven-point favorite. They know what people are saying in them on, on the on the platforms. Like, they know everything. I, nobody gives a shit what some quarterback has to say, and that's not why they're going to lose. If, if they lose, it's because they didn't play well. They weren't mentally prepared. They didn't run the football. Joe Milton wasn't themselves. accurate. Will they beat it, themselves, or will Florida beat them? Like, do you think – like, I mean, they had they've had – Drop no. balls, penalties in the red zone, or you think Florida will beat them? No, I, I think they would beat themselves. I think you're right. Okay. I don't think Florida's going to line up and play their game the way Texas lined up and beat Alabama. And like, it's a hard place to play. So I, I agree. I yeah. think if Tennessee loses, they will beat themselves, but I think it's going to be close. Interesting question about vertical placement of tra- of plates in the trash can, by the way. Uh, that's an interesting one. Like, it, what do you think of vertical? The topics people are passionate about are yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, yeah, I hadn't thought about the vertical angle. It's it, that's that's what that's what Mississippi State's offense was supposed to do, but it's not. It's still just throwing short passes and running the football. So nice transition. Um, there you go. We'll get to we'll get to Mississippi State. Anybody final thoughts on Tennessee? Like to me, this is a like all these teams. We're just collecting data. We're going to learn about these teams. If Tennessee wants to be taken seriously, it has to go win this game on the road. And Joe Milton wants to be taken seriously as an NFL prospect and an All Conference player. He's got to make some big plays, to, and they they need to run the ball. This is not that complicated. So. Well, yep. I don't know. I mean, they've been so good running the football, but I, th- I think Florida's just going to put everything they have to stopping it. They're going to make Joe Milton beat them. That's that's why I think it's it's going to be a simple game of that. And 
Where the hell's Dante Thornton been? I mean, he's been non-existent for the Vols. They need to get him going. A lot of talk about him in the preseason. Right. It, maybe he's an X-factor to watch in this game. Uh, Tennessee special teams, aside from the punt returner, has been a, somewhat of an issue. That's something to, to watch in this game. But, no, I, I don't care what happened in the last 20 years. It's I think Hypo has shown enough to where the demons of Tennessee does not affect his program. Yeah, so they, they should beat the hell out of Florida. I'm not saying they will, but they should. And, again, it's going to come down to whether they can – effectively pass the ball which they sh- florida's not a good pass defense team and and they're not particularly great at stopping the run either so i i would they, everything should work for tennessee it should be tennessee. go down there and exercise the demons i think that's exactly what the expectations are lsu and mississippi state to me um this is a nine point spread in starkville uh, lsu has won three out of four in starkville um lsu's won six out of the last nine total but four of those have been one score games Weird things have happened in this game. Remember, this was the KJ Costello 2020 season opener. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bo Pelini in, in Baton Rouge. Like very strange um stuff in, that's happened in this in this series. I, I like Mississippi State, I think, playing against Arizona. I stayed up for that one. I saw the double overtime. I tried to stay up for the Auburn Cal game, but that football game put me to sleep watching <laughs> the offenses in both of those games. But the, the overtime game in Starkville was great. And I think uh, if you want to prepare for Jaden Daniels as a quarterback, playing against Jaden Delara is, is about right. Um, they got a guy who can run around and make plays last week, so I think they're prepared for the system. Um, the, the question for me is, are they are they good enough down the field to attack LSU's one weakness, which is its secondary? That's my question. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just can't get over the fact that Arizona turned the ball over five times. And it took Mississippi State to go into overtime to win that game. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Anytime you have that many turnovers, it should be a blowout. 100%. Uh, so that's very troubling to me. But, I mean, I'm pulling up. I got so, so the advanced analytics here, and Braden's right. I mean, LSU's defense has been awful this year. Partic- against the pass, <laughs> against the run, they're not that much better. Uh, but I I don't know. Can, they, can Mississippi State just – there, Mississippi State right now is 119th in the country in pass attempts, and that's so jarring. That's bad shit they, crazy. They've been number one in the country yeah. the last three yeah. years, which obviously new system. I get it, but that diverse of a of a change. I don't know. I mean, I I don't expect them to throw it all over the yard. Fans are thinking they're just like holding the playbook back. Well, they they damn near lost last week, so holding the playback, <laughs> right. they got a fool of a coach if that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Marty says, do you have any faith in Jimbo at all? I think Mike's answered that question. I I have faith in him to be good. I don't have faith faith in him to be elite. I think the, the faith that I've lost in Jimbo is the faith that he can catch Kirby or Nick on more than a one, one-off occasion, like whatever. And and Go Hog says, call me crazy or whatever. I, I'm paraphrasing here, but LSU is, is much better than Arizona. That, that That is obvious. What I'm saying is, is if you are preparing for a style of, a, of play, playing Arizona as a build-up game to playing LSU is a is a nice, helpful situation because the offenses are very similar, the quarterbacks are very similar, and yes, you're going to play a much better team. I don't have a lot of faith in Mississippi State winning this game, but Michael thinks that LSU is going to go, you know, like four and eight this year and that the sky is falling. So I, I think LSU goes in there and wins fairly convincingly. I think it's close in the first half. I think they, they, they play – I think Mississippi State plays valiantly. 
but I think it, in starting in the third quarter, LSU starts to lean on them a little bit, and and they just have too many athletes. I I like LSU to pull away in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I I, I think LSU is uh, the way that they're playing the game is unless you've got your ducks in a row as the opposing team, then it's it, it, you you better because they start fast and they they build momentum. And are they perfect yet? Absolutely not, but. The physicality of this team and the tra- trajectory they're on. I mean, I think that they will. I think they will win with authority, even though it's in Starkville. What do you think's up with them not throwing the ball though with Will Rogers? I mean, do you, it's do, odd. Do you not? Do you think they don't trust him to, to push the ball down the field? Because every pass he has is about five my, yards down the field. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great question. I, my my instinct is that they're trying to break him of his habits which are, have been ingrained deeply in him like will rogers ran the air raid in high school mm-hmm. like this is a guy who's run the same system in high school and in college for like the better part of a decade and if you don't trust a guy to break those habits right i mean again maybe they were holding something back but you can't say that in a game that you're about to lose like you can't that doesn't make any sense so i i i would be concerned about their faith to attack the dbs down the field which is what you have to do to beat lsu because that's their one real major area of concern. Florida State was able to do it with two of the best receivers and best quarterback combination maybe in all of college football. I don't know how many teams can do that against LSU. Auburn can't do that. Maybe Jackson Dart can. I don't know if Alabama can. A&M maybe. They got some weapons with Stewart and Thomas and Wigman. I don't know how many teams can attack LSU down the field on their schedule, honestly. Florida can't. That's why they're the smart pick to win the West. <laughs> I'm back. I'm full oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. We got we got him back. Uh, somebody said, uh, I'm trying to find the, the comment here about um, Ole Miss. V- Vols Time says, I believe Ole Miss is the better team in the West right now. I, I, listen, if we want to ask a broad question, who, who is the favorite in the West? LSU still has to go to Alabama. And we can talk about Ole Miss. We can talk about Arkansas. Rocket Sanders still out. Like they got to beat BYU this weekend. Texas A&M isn't showing anything. Auburn offensively is still very much a work in progress. We talked about Mississippi State could could fall to zero and one in the conference this weekend. There's a reason none of those teams have ever won the West more than like one time in 25 years. <laughs> like it's still Bama versus LSU on November 3rd or whatever the date is. So, in my opinion, hmm, I'm trying to think. I mean. If Ole Miss didn't have to go to Georgia, they they got screwed this year. I mean, and I'm glad that we're going away from divisions. If I not for that, that, I think I, I would go with Ole Miss. But that's like an extra loss that everybody else gets an advantage over Ole Miss. It's it's stupid how they do the scheduling. Well, it's it's been stupid for 28 years then, and that's why we're changing it. Um they play Alabama in two weeks. I, I just don't think like Ole Miss's offensive line hasn't showed me that they're better than Alabama or LSU. A and M hasn't showed me that they're better. I mean, Aaron, who is better than Alabama or LSU in the West so far that you've seen? I mean, no one. Bingo. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, making that leap to talk about Ole Miss that way, although I don't think they're going to be bad. It's just it just feels. It feels like premature and like a stretch. I think they'll continue to improve over the course of the season, but there's things that like. There's things that Ole Miss just, if you can't do, you can't continue to win against the teams that you have to play. I mean, if you can't convert on third down, you can't stay on the field, you don't give your, you don't leave your offense on the field long enough to put points on the board, you're not going to win. 
like the, the amount of games that you want to. You can pull several off. And then just the, I'm concerned about their ability to run the ball. Um, I just have some big question marks around them. And But to your question, no one other than those two. I, st- I don't think, I, I know that, Mike, you've panicked for two weeks and we've had some losses in non-conference play. But, like, I don't think we're in, in any different of a spot than really we were at the beginning of the season. You didn't have Alabama win in the West. You didn't have Alabama making the playoff. I, I didn't have Alabama making the playoff. I didn't have LSU making the playoff. I had South Carolina finishing sixth. I had Texas A&M finishing third. Like, I, I don't know if we're that far away from what we thought. We, we have a lot of learning to do, and we're going to learn some more this weekend. But, like, if L- okay, here's an example. If LSU goes on the road and loses to Mississippi State, or if Tennessee goes on the road and loses to Florida, that changes things. That that changes the way we, we should look at the conference races. But outside of that, like I'm, I'm not sure what we've seen so far that dramatically changes our expectations heading into the season. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you were on Saturday, Braden, but I was watching Eastern Kentucky make it a four-quarter game with Kentucky. I watched Arkansas couldn't even score on offense against Kent State that just lost by like 60 points. <laughs> I saw Middle I Tennessee you. nearly beat – Missouri that's, at home. That's a concern. I, I saw Arizona turn it over five times, nearly beat Mississippi State. I watched Cal, which I don't know what in the hell they're doing with their, with their offense. I mean, they, if they had a kicker, they would have beat Auburn. Uh, South Carolina was losing to Furman. Tennessee was in a four-quarter battle with Austin P. Alabama just got stomped. I mean, it was, it's one game. At, Miami beat the hell out of A&M. Vanderbilt lost to Wake Forest. I was a not competitive. This, this is the entire league I just went through. It was every well, damn game. A lot of a lot of those were wins, by the way. <laughs> a lot of right, those were wins. Like a yeah. lot of those were FCS teams. I hear too. you. I mean, if there's a if there's a silver lining to any of this, not for every team, but there are teams that are like were concerning this week that do get a week to reset and try to implement things back. I mean, Alabama plays South Florida. Auburn plays Samford. Kentucky plays Akron, right? Yep. Yep. 26-point favorite. But Texas Kentucky A&M does this plays- every year. This is what Kentucky yeah. does every year. They they dick around in the, pre- in the preseason with one of their non-conference teams. There's always one game that they don't play well in. Do I think the offense needs to be better? And by the way, like Liam Cohen, major health scare there on Saturday. So, like, be, you know <laughs> – there are some like I don't want to call it like an excuse this week for the offense being distracted, but like that's a human element side of things that you have to acknowledge. I'm not saying you're wrong, Michael. Vandy was a 10 point underdog. They lost by about 10 points on the road. I'm not suggesting you're wrong. What I'm saying is, is we don't know definitively anything yet about these teams. And if we if LSU goes on the road as a nine point favorite and loses to Mississippi State, I think then we can start to have a definitive conversation about LSU taking a step back. If Tennessee goes on the road as a seven and a half point favorite and loses to Florida in a year where they're supposed to exercise everything and Joe Milton's supposed to be great and they can't do it, then we have a different opinion of Tennessee. I don't think we're there yet for a lot of this stuff. That's in the all. meantime, you That's can just be depressed. Opinion. Yeah, I, I choose to I'm there. I'm already glass there. is half full, man. Glasses out. Arkansas won by more than three touchdowns. I, I know they were favored by more than that. They should have won by more. But, like, they don't have their superstar tailback. Defense looked pretty solid. How about we wait till we, they play BYU this week before we lose our fucking shit about Arkansas? How about that? Is that okay? Mm-mm. Michael's trying to protect himself. Just let him do his thing. 
he's very very concerned about what's going on. <laughs> Um, but, th- but then you should look at it this way, since you include Texas in the SEC already, which they are. Way to go, SEC. The SEC won either way. How about that? That's true. Texas is SEC. They're the best team in the SEC right now. <laughs> oh, let's, let's not go. There's some folks in Athens that might like to have a word with you, uh, which, by the way, we can mention real fast. I, I am. I was shocked to see this. So South Carolina has lost 133 to 36 the last three games against Georgia. Yo. I, here's a number I was shocked, though. The two times that Georgia has played Shane Beamer, they'll play this weekend. Of course, that's the the 3.30 CBS game of the week. That is a four-touchdown point spread. I The fact that they only gave up two total sacks in two games against Georgia, neither game was close, so maybe Georgia didn't need to do this. I, I am genuinely concerned for Spencer Rattler's <laughs> health, health. Like I, I am honestly concerned that he walks out of the stadium on Saturday. But they only give up two total sacks the last two games against Georgia. I was a little surprised by that number. That's yeah, that's really surprising and impressive. Well, thank thank God they got Dow Loggins, who's one of the best offensive minds in in all of sports. There, so no, they'll scheme a, they'll scheme all around this. I, Spencer Rattler's red hot right now, so I, I think he can keep him competitive in this game. I think he can even outduel Carson Beck. I, so I don't hot, have, so so hot they couldn't score any points against <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't on him. That was on the offensive line, of course. So if they, Beamer says, "Get your shots in now." It, you know they're gonna be they're gonna be golden. So dude, they got their schedule is so ridiculous. It's, it's brutal. Now I will and, say it's it's getting a little like A and M and Florida don't look like they're as difficult to games necessarily. Mm-hmm. Maybe for South Carolina. There yeah. you go. I mean, at <laughs> look at the road, just the road games at Georgia, at Tennessee, at Missouri, at A and M. Yeah, brutal. Man, uh, I mean. Nixon, yeah, it's it's tough. They do like I mean, granted, obviously there's a huge difference between playing Furman and playing Georgia, but they do respond well and can get things going quickly. Um, and Spencer Rattler is a, a large part of that. Um, and just you know has great aware. You could tell he's very aware. He's a very aware player. He knows everything going on. He has good awareness of like the clock, which we don't always see. Like sometimes like you know, moving into these high pressure situations and especially in teams against Georgia that are, you know, the kind of competition that they are, it's easy to get distracted. I mean, much easier to get distracted against Georgia than Furman, but he has like good overall awareness. I mean, they're, you're right. He's, he's red hot right now. I, 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 I want to see how he performs against the best team in the country. Before yeah. I, I mean, me too. I mean, that's, that's red hot. Oh, he, well, played, I think he's, he played well against Furman. Don't hit, don't hate on Mike. He was being encouraging about the sec. He said, no, something this nice. is, this is me. This is my anti-South Carolina thing. Jordan. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I forgot. How could I ever yeah. forget? However, did, did you guys see, did you see the press conference with Shane Beamer hating on the media? Cause I laughed my ass off. He's so he, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a He's got some coach prime to him, and it works when he's your guy. And I love like picking on Stoops when Stoops talks shit, and then he goes and beats Kentucky, and then he talks shit. Like that's what it's that's what college football is all about. Like I'm here for it. It was entertaining I, for sure, calling people out for. I mean, y'all's y'all's job must be pretty easy because y'all don't seem to be doing any research. So do you guys just start writing or like he called did, people out by name? I did. I did. They only give up two sacks. That's research, right? No, no, no I'm not talking about you. This is what he was saying to, to <laughs> the know. people in his press conference. I know Those that are, is research. That's a job. good. That's a that's a pretty decent press corps down there. Although they lost a couple of really good beat writers lately, um, that have left the beat down there. Just a tough. Um, I, this is not like uh, this is not South Carolina's fault, but they're not going to win, <laughs> and they're going to be one and two, and the offense is going to have 
played two good opponents and not looked good in either one of them. And that's a concern. I, I'm not ready to talk or even have a conversation about Georgia yet. What's going on there? Oh, boom. What's going on there? analytics there. There's a lot of numbers. But the only thing I wanted to highlight right here, South Carolina, look at that defense over here, how god-awful that is compared to Georgia's offense, which it, the numbers say they're elite. I'm, like, trying to get really close to the screen to read it. I well, can't read it. I can't basically, read it. Basically, it's, it's read it South Carolina's Everyone got listening the on a podcast can't 118th tell. defense in the country. Georgia's got the 10th best offense, according to a- analytics. So, so so, the analytics nerds are saying that Georgia's better than South Carolina, is what you're saying? By about 60 points. Okay. Mm. All right. And our eyeballs will tell us that Georgia is better than South Carolina. What's the spread on that game? Vegas is telling us Four? that it's a 28-point spread and that they're much better than South Carolina. Anyway, let's talk about Kansas State and Missouri then. Uh, Georgia, if Georgia struggles in this game, we'll have a conversation about Georgia. I, I'm but not. Yeah, we don't need to talk about not, them yet. There's You're nothing right. to talk about. Like, there's nothing to talk about with Georgia yet. And I, I know that's a bummer, but like, it is what it is. We knew that going in with the schedule. So, at Auburn, we'll find out. So, there you go. Uh, okay, oh, I think okay. I, I think Missouri is in a much like this Kansas State team is really really good. This is a far more serious situation for Missouri than I think even I expected going into the game. Um, There's calls for the backup quarterback. They struggled mightily against Middle Tennessee. The defense is still very, very good. Uh, They just, the consistency on offense is not quite there. Did you, by the way, did you guys see in the booth when Kirby Moore made the the trick play call and they go, they, they score on like the one big play of the entire game. Did you see how many pats on the back he got in the booth? Yeah. Did you see that, Mike? No. Uh, it, what it said to me, and you know, sometimes you can overthink this stuff, like when Clay, uh, Cade Klubnik came off the field for Clemson and like didn't high-five Dabo Sweeney, and like Dabo like looked back at him all pissed off. Sometimes you can overthink that stuff. But he made one really great call for Missouri, and everybody in that booth was like, it was like they were reaching down and patting him on the back and trying to like boost his confidence. Like it didn't look like a happy offensive. <laughs> it didn't look like a happy offensive uh, booth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it. It was too. It shouldn't have been that exciting. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Like one trick play against Middle Tennessee is not a thing you should be celebrating that much. Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> this is sad that this is what we're highlighting on an SEC show. Well, trick play. We had to dial up against the. What are they? The Blue Raiders or something? Hey, that's it's my alma mater. Well, <laughs> one year, ma- one year the alma mater. Now. Well, I was an invited walk on because I couldn't play in the park league. Um, so, um, I, how many? What was the number of sacks in this game? I coming had, up, I thought I had it. No, I'm talking about Missouri. Last I, oh, I don't have the number written down. I, I don't think do it was too many. I don't have an IQ. I don't have a football IQ. That's just memory, Braden. You know, IQ is not based on memory. See, you don't even see, you don't I'm even stupid. have an IQ to know anything about IQ. <laughs> Not a big I think I, there was four not a big sacks. IQ guy. It, should, it should not have been. I hope yeah. I don't have the they, they each had four sacks, MTSU and That's Missouri. too many. And, and Kansas State has pressured the quarterback very well. I think they've had eight or nine sacks in two yeah, games. Yeah, and that's Kansas State, not MTSU. So Yes, exactly. Kansas that's State. too many. Yes, very good against Troy last week. Very impressive in the red zone. I think they were five for five on touchdowns in the red zone. Will Howard, it's, very good quarterback. This is an extremely well-coached Kansas State football team. Is there enough talent on the Missouri offensive line that they just need to figure it out, or they have big holes? I mean, they have one elite player, Mike. I don't know about the rest. They got a transfer from Houston. Supposed to be pretty good. He's he's pretty good at holding. We'll give him that. Uh, new <laughs> offensive line coach that came in after spring. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a train wreck. They've got but... some kinks to figure out. I'm probably lacking in talent at least a little bit, but I don't. I, I need to do my research on that. Uh, who who even is Kansas State, says Liquid Flames? That would be the defending Big 12 champion. Uh, uh, that's who uh, they are. To plump strawberry, Braden double dips his chips at parties. Oh. Um, I'm trying Braden to teach actually doesn't share food well, so he doesn't really have the opportunity what? to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to teach my seven year old how not to double dip. It's actually a very difficult thing to teach a kid to do. I, I don't double dip teach. at parties, but like if I'm at a table with like a couple friends, I'll double dip. Oh, you're with people you know. Double yeah. dip all day. Okay. Party with party with people. No, not so much. Mm-mm. No, you got to It's all about the environment that you're in. Do you agree, Mike? How's East Tennessee? There's no one here to party with, man. I live in a one stoplight town. It's me and my dog over here. It's like a Jason Isbell song. <laughs> yeah, totally. And me and my dog in a one stoplight town. Coming down on top of me. I mean, this life is at a at a low point for me right now. The ACC is better at football. Okay, all right, I'm done. Okay. Um, I, I, Missouri's only. Here's the thing about the point spread that I think is interesting for Missouri and Kansas State. I was shocked how low the number was. What is it? It's only four or five which means really? Vegas is begging you to take Kansas State. That is an interesting – to me, that's interesting. That is like, interesting. Because if Vegas is dangling that cheese saying, look, you take Kansas State minus the four or five because they're they're a superior football team, that means they're trying to get you to go the other way, which means they actually really like Missouri. So I, I that's, that's interesting to me to keep an eye on. If I'm a Missouri fan, I – I'm watching the, the quarterback is huge, but the fact that Vegas is putting that number where it is to me tells me that they are confident that Missouri is going to play well, which I find, hmm. inter- I find that to be very interesting. That's super so, interesting. If we'll Missouri the loses, they're going to fire Drinkwitz. How about that? Not that Sunday or anything, but he'll be, he'll be fired. You said the same thing about Napier and that's, I think Napier's way too early. I think Drinkwitz is and Jimbo Fisher are more in the wheelhouse of the timeline that you need to be on. Now he got the extension. I have been told the extension was not as smooth as people think uh, publicly. Uh, And I think they need to have an above 500 record for him to keep his job. And they won't get there if they can't beat Kansas state at home. I mean, according to you, Kansas state's better than everybody in the sec. So. Hmm. Big 12. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Four and a half. That's four and a half. Far for you. They're, they're better than they're Vanderbilt. Four and a half? Yeah, four and a half. <laughs> Talking to myself. Sorry. I mean, yeah. all, we all are. Yeah, yes. Just, I think this is going to be. When they're down. I think this is a very. I, I think this is more about what do they decide with the quarterback and when do they make the switch to, to Sam Cook? Or, sorry, Sam Cook. Sam Cook's an excellent musician. To, to, to Sam Horn from Brady Cook. I think Missouri fans are the most miserable two and zero. They're the me of of SEC fans right now. You know what? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Plump strawberry, by the way. Drink. That's this is an incredible Nashville reference. Drink what says the Jeff Fisher of the SEC, <laughs> aka goes five hundred every season. You know that in Nashville. For, for for those of you who don't live here, we we celebrate August eighth as Jeff Fisher Day, eight and eight in in Nashville. And I'm not a Titans fan, obviously. I am. Looking at, we should do like a bet of the week. We should tell people what to take and then watch them lose money because of us. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> what a great movie. Uh, all right. What else we got here? Um, Alabama at South Florida. 
Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt at UNLV is actually pretty important. Vanderbilt needs to win that game. That's a really, really important game for AJ Swan, Clark Lee, and the trajectory of Vanderbilt. That's really that that one's important. On the road against UNLV, only a four point favorite. That they've they've got to do more than just throw the football in that game. I mean, there's so many things. It, it's it does not look good. Vanderbilt does not look good. What about Arkansas BYU? I because mean, I'm I'm worried here. Hyping up my hogs and BYU, well, they're always that team that everybody disrespects. This is an expected win for every SEC team, and it seems to me like they're about 500 playing SEC teams. I'm afraid that every that things that are wrong with Arkansas, as much as I would love to see them thrive, I don't think everything that's going on is a quick fix. I mean, they played better in week one than they did even last week, I think. Don't y'all? De- defensively, um, yes. No Rocket Sanders hurts this team for sure. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like I, I, the, the, the BYU thing is interesting because they're basically like a bunch of 26-year-old grown men with families, and that's what makes them a tough beat. It makes them physical. They generally play a tough Power 5 schedule, even though they're now in the quote-unquote Power 5. But K.J. Jefferson basically single-handedly won this game last year for them. I could see the exact same thing happening this year with with him being clearly the best player on the field. This is not one of Kalani Sataki's best BYU teams, so I, yeah. I think you, I see. I think you see that reflected. This this is about like KJ Jefferson needs to take over and show that he's the best quarterback in the conference, which I think he yeah. is right now. And they're still try. I feel like Arkansas is still trying things out, like it's in seeing what works and what doesn't. And I think. You know, when you do that, like, yes, sir, it pays off because you kind of figure out, like, you know, what's working for you. But it, you know, you're trying stuff out. Some stuff's going to work and some stuff's not. And not all of it's working. Um, I, I'm a little bit worried about, like, you know, we're supposed to see, you know, Arkansas, we expect their O-line or hope their O-line to be elite. And, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about the efficiency there, too. Um, I'm just afraid that these aren't all quick fixes. I was hoping, you know, after that first game, they kind of get their bearings and be on the right path. I'm just afraid this is going to be more like a mid-season rise if they can figure it out. I just don't think – I don't think everything's going to get cleared up this weekend as much as I would like it to. There's a lot of there's a lot of 50-50 games in the SEC coming for all these teams. All I, these teams. I would also say I think Sam Pittman – He's he doesn't have much to gain, but he's got everything to lose this weekend. Yeah, people that are most people are on board with him, but they'll they'll be off board if he. How does that affect? How does that change the the, how he calls the game at all, or or how he prepares for the game, or what does that do in your mind? Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think it changes anything for him, but it's just. I don't know. I just how last season ended. And everyone being so enamored with the coordinator hires they made. Now Travis Williams looks like a good hire, and I, I like Dan Enos, but I never, I never got why they hated Kendall Browse. I know like he'd get a little too cute, but it was very efficient, and I didn't like the games Kendall Browse played certainly. But with with you know trying to get every or get a raise every offseason, all that. But well, but he's such a high quality individual, though you know. <laughs> <laughs> they went Such from the nice best guy. coordinator duo in the SEC to no, no. middle of middle tier. No. I think they upgraded their defensive coordinator and I think they are even on offense. I, Kendall Bryles is not that great. Have you watched TCU this year? <laughs> They're not mm-hmm. that great. 
uh, I, I think Travis Williams actually has been one of the better hires in the SEC at either offensive or defensive coordinator. I think they've done a, I think, I mean, they haven't been tested, so we'll find out this weekend. But uh, so far, I think he's done a pretty decent job. I, I think Kendall Bryles is vastly overrated on the field and off. I think he is vastly overrated. He is not offensively, he is not his father. Unfortunately, he might be off the field. So, uh, Yo. yeah. I mean, Arkansas has been pretty good on offense let, under him. I, I think they upgraded their they, defensive they, they coordinator. They seem to have regressed. Well, we, we'll see. The offensive line, they lost uh, Strongberg and no Sanders. I, we'll see. Again, no panic button here, all right? We got big games this weekend. Arkansas wins easily because K.J. Jefferson is a superstar. We're not panicking in Fayetteville. Tennessee, right. goes down, Tennessee goes down to Florida and dominates. No panic needed in Knoxville. Everything's all gravy. LSU goes and beats Mississippi State on the road. Maybe Starkville, you're upset, but, like, you know, LSU is a top-10 preseason team. You weren't supposed to win that game. So I, I just think there's – there's no reason to panic button yet. Uh, and, and I know, Mike, that's all you've done for like three straight days. But just, uh, just step away from the edge. It's going to be okay. The SEC will end up with more players drafted. They'll win the national championship, and they'll probably have more teams in bowl games and ranked in the top 25. And I think it'll be obvious that the SEC is still the best conference in America. So, um, I mean, and, and, and anybody wants to take shot on that game, do you know? Which one? Arkansas, BYU. Eight. Uh, if you want to quote, super troopers in the comments or make fun of urban Meyer, you go right to the top, right to the, yeah, top. there it is right to the top. One of the greatest movies of our generation and urban Meyer's a piece of shit. Uh, anybody else got anything else for us? No, I just can't. I don't even, I don't even want to go there. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> what, are you, what are you scared of? Missouri losing just another awful week, man. Okay. This well, is like, this is like damn bizarro world over here. The, the one to keep an eye on that could be the super shocker is if Georgia Tech can score points against Ole Miss. That's the one that will. That's the one that we'll we'll talk Georgia about Tech. next week. Oh, See what I I'm saying? Another <laughs> loss to the ACC. I may if, not, if, I may just cancel the show if that happens. No, we can't do that. We need to see. No, we need to see show, you more I'll, depressed. I'll show up for this. I'll cancel my oh, other one. Gee, thanks. And please don't do that. Uh, make sure you check out all the other shows across 440 Sports and that SEC podcast. You got Stephen Lassen on Tuesdays. You're live with Cousin Shane on Sundays. Uh, of course, you got the show every single day. You can catch uh, all the other shows across my network at 440 Sports as well on the YouTube page. So please uh, share the show. Tell somebody about it. We love the comments are great. Making fun of yep. me. Totally fine with that. Aaron and Michael are, are, are super excited about that part of the show. So we do appreciate it. Um, <laughs> a, leader of of cola, a leader of cola. God, it's such a good movie. I'm gonna have all to right. watch that tonight. It's so it's so good. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, hang in there, Mike. For Aaron Dugan, I'm Braden Gall. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see how long it takes him to push the button. Thanks for listening. Well, do it now because these comments are getting wild. Uh-huh.